The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And if you're not in the Discord, what is your problem? Make sure to get down on that new Discord server. We made the switch from Slack to Discord. You will not be disappointed. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew, including me and Cody. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. You can be my wingman anytime. Bullshit. You can be mine. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Sports Gambling Podcast. NASCAR Gambling Podcast here. He's Cody Zeeb. He is Maverick. I, as always, am Goose, the wingman to Cody's just constant string of winners, man. Cody, no one can stop you, my friend. You literally have shot down so many MIGs over the last few weeks. It's just ridiculous, man. I sort of feel like the Tom Cruise of NASCAR betting right now. I love it. Dude, it's been a fucking insane run. I mean, Noah Gregson, 9-1 to one on Saturday. That was good enough. We were so close on Sunday. And then, boom, all hell breaks loose. And, uh, yeah, I guess depending on your book and, and how they score things. And that's been a debated debated topic as well on how it should be scored but uh we're gonna we're gonna count it as chase elliott eight to one winner so uh you have to that's how nascar hey, counts it that's uh you know that's the official results all right well if you've been living under a rock and you may you may have missed anything that went on over the last couple of hours in the last 24 hours especially you should know by now that denny hamlin and kyle bush the one two cars in the field at pocono disqualified for sticking 100-mile-an-hour tape where it should not have been and getting caught doing so. Cody, it's so crazy to me that this sport literally comes down to a few inches worth of tape in the wrong place. These cars are so finely tuned. And look, we saw it all day. Okay, 
this this may be where the recap and the news and notes section of this part get blurred. Stay with us, folks. There's a lot to break down in this uh, in this whole what just happened. So, but it's again, it's weird to think that these cars are so finely tuned that one piece of tape, not not but a few inches long and and literally millimeters thick, is the difference between those two cars pretty much running away with the entire. You know, Denny looked good all day long. He was coming from the back to the front, doing all kinds of crazy things. It, maybe it should have clicked in our heads because Kyle Busch was out there leading almost every lap that wasn't, you know, caution or or strategy. So, I don't know. Maybe it should have clicked. But the fact that these cars come down to a few inches of the tape, it just blows my mind. Dude, it's engineers being engineers. I mean, and that's why that's why these guys who work on these cars are the best of the best. Like, And this is not a new thing. I mean – Guys have been doing this, and that's what's great about the Dale Jr. Download podcast. You get some of these old school guys on there, and they share their quote-unquote cheating stories, like all the ways they would push the car. And Jr.'s on the record as saying he didn't want to drive a car that didn't have the limits pushed. And we see it all the time. Cars fail inspection and uh, you know, before the race a couple of times because guys are pushing the limits, and they're trying to get away with everything they can. You can't fault them for that. If you're not cheating, you're not trying you you got to try and push the limits. you got to be try and be better than the other guys. As smart as those Joe Gibbs engineers are, those Hendrick engineers are just as smart, and they've got to go back and forth and get the advantage where they can. They tried something, and it didn't work. In their defense, NASCAR has not disqualified a winner since 1960, Rod. 1960. And that was for an oversized fuel tank, no less. Yeah, right, yes. <laughs> Dude tried to put a few Which, more gallons uh, of, of Sunoco racing fuel in his car. Yeah, and, and we've seen it. So we've seen it the past few years, Xfinity and trucks. Kyle Busch has been disqualified and stuff. They actually take the win away. We've seen it in NASCAR where a guy fails tech after he wins, but they don't necessarily disqualify him or take the win away. It's just this won't count towards the playoffs. You get fined money and points. So, which was always a stupid rule. I mean, it just, it, that, 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 that never made any sense to me. And I'm glad in 2019 they changed the rule where they could disqualify a winner. And I don't think it's something NASCAR takes lightly. They've always been big on if you're at the track, you saw Denny Hamlin win the race. He was the winner. They want to keep him the winner. So, they're doing everything in their power they can to make sure that that is the case. But they're not fucking around with this new car. Like, they made it clear from the beginning of the season. They warned everyone multiple times. Then the sixth team with Brad Keselowski, they, and theirs was even a different story. They couldn't get parts they needed, so they modified parts to try and make them work. It was caught before the race or whatever, and so they were docked a bunch of points and, and all of that and suspended a shit ton of money, like $100,000, a huge fine. I mean, and then they showed they weren't screwing around this weekend. The 42 and 43 cars crew chiefs were ejected before the event happened. They find them, all of that stuff. Like, they're not messing around with this new car. And if you want to change things on the body of this new car, you're going to pay the price. And to see not one but two cars disqualified, man, it just, it's crazy, but, but, NASCAR's taking this seriously, so push the limits, but don't screw with their new body. And I think it's a good thing. Like, again, yes, push the limits. You know, you should, and I hope, and they will continue to. They're not going to stop. Everybody's going to keep doing it. And those guys sort of have a mulligan to play with it. Why not try it now? If you get away with it this weekend, they're already locked into the playoffs. 
they can use that later on down the road. Why not try it? I, you know, no, no, you know, good on them for trying it. And in their defense, nobody's been disqualified for it. Who cares about a points, you know, deduction or whatever? Like it's yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Think of, think of where this sport started. This sport started from folks trying to cheat the law. Right, I mean these these guys were trying to run from the law, so it, they all bets were off when they were bootlegging and they were trying to get away, build the fastest car, get away from the cops, and that is your only goal. And then they, you know, obviously took it on the racetrack, and that mentality continued. It was it was a you got to get an edge over the people that you're racing because you're trying to beat these people racing. The the mindset is not shifted. It's it's never going to shift in this sport. It's always be the fastest car. Whatever that takes to be the fastest car week in and week out. So you're absolutely right in the fact that this is not going to slow down. They're going to try to push the limits. And like I said, it was a piece of tape. It literally came down to a piece of tape. And here's, Cody, what I thought was crazy. So Denny Hamlin gets disqualified. Kyle Busch could have won. Oh, but no. Kyle Busch had the same damn piece of tape on there. So now Cody's 8-1 to one kicks in, and yeah, Kyle Busch doesn't get the win on that one. So And and what would have hurt even more is if Kyle Busch would have won, and then he got disqualified, but then Danny got disqualified, and still there's there's Chase Elliott. Right, there, so. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of and, and I mean, that you know, we'll get into it when we recap the bets, but I had Toyota 1-2 at plus 400. That looked like it cashed, and then it didn't all of a sudden, and just... I mean, everything about the whole thing is crazy, but you know, I mean, and, and yeah, these, these teams, they're not going to stop trying. I mean, it's always been, how can you be better than other guys? You look at two, you know, put two teams together, Hendrick Motorsports, Spire Motorsports, right? They're two Chevy teams. They're getting the same level playing field car, all of that. But there's so many things that money can buy and that these engineers can work with that they're allowed to change and do with the stuff. That's within the rules. There is rules for a reason, though. The rules are there. Yes, push the rules. I'm a big proponent of push the rules. I've always been a push the rules, guys. Push it as far as you can, how far you can get. But if you go too far, you got to pay the price, too. So that's just how it is. And, uh, you know, again, we haven't seen it since 1960 in the Cup Series. We've seen it in the lower series. Um, but, yeah, and, I mean, guys like Richard Petty, I mean, he was cheating all the time. Yes, he's got 200 NASCAR wins, but they cheated all the time. And they would just get fine points or, you know, and I was listening to a little bit of door bumper clear, the, the spotters podcast earlier. Um, cause I always like to get their perspective cause they're so entrenched in the sport and everything. And, and they were talking, you know, how many times have you won a race and gone through tech and they say, Hey, do not ever bring that back here again. And that's the end of it. Nobody ever hears about it, but you know, you got away with something this time, but don't do it again. So again, push the limits and all it's fine, but. NASCAR wanted to make a statement, and there's not a bigger statement they can make than this is it. And then all the things that change within this. Had Ross Chastain checked up and not gotten wrecked when Hamlin raced him hard, if, if he'd have pulled out of that and finished third behind those guys, can you imagine Hamlin oh. almost dumping him and then him winning because Hamlin got disqualified? But And then, I mean, it's just, it just spirals in so many places. Now Chase Elliott's got four wins. He's got four wins on the season and another five bonus points. There's almost no way he can lose. Okay. We've seen everything this year, so he can lose it. But <laughs> like, it's going to be extremely him. hard, especially with two road courses left, for him to lose 
the regular season championship, which is an additional 15 points. That's like three more wins. I mean, he's so he's got a 105-point regular season win. Right now, he's got 40 playoff points. Ross Chastain would be second with 24. If he wins the regular season title, so so if it started today, he, he would be up to 55 playoff points. That's absolutely insane. That almost, again, <laughs> we see, we've seen anything and everything this year, so we could see it again. <laughs> that almost gets you through the first two rounds, even if you screw up quite a bit. Like, these are huge points. And that, I mean, that's a big thing for Hamlin not to have that third win. That would have put him second in the regular season standings, which is 10 bonus points. So, I mean, so many other things that go into this, not let alone the whole betting aspect of things that, you know, that, <laughs> well, okay, that's a so whole another ordeal. <laughs> let's address that for a little bit because I know that there's folks out there that have different books and different ways of settling these bets. And I know that DK, I, I seen you in the Discord say that they wait until everything is official and then they pay out. But for well, folks, and they actually paid out both, both, yeah. Wow. So I I saw a story from someone that had bet both of them and got paid on both. Oh. Of them. So they basically just say, "Hey, you know, this effed up situation. We're going to take care of everybody. So you don't have to worry about it." That's good. Yeah. Which, so I mean, you know, good on them. Yeah. Uh, you know that that's great. But and then other books, it it just goes different ways. You know, the way I can do it here, they didn't give me Elliot, even though I had, it. and it's like. You know, I, you know, I argued about it, but there's only so much you can do. And it's just, everybody's got a different definition. The thing that gets me that I don't understand. And, and I got in an argument last night and it's like, well, the guy that crossed the line first should win. Like, okay, so I'll just go get in a formula one card next week and win the race and, and bet on myself to win. But I crossed the line first. It doesn't matter if you disqualify me because I didn't have a legal car. Like, how is that? No, it's not. <laughs> that's not how it works. Like they cheated. Yes, maybe they still. We've seen Hamlin win here before. He's got the most wins, tied with Jeff Gordon still, because he hasn't beat that. <laughs> now that he got it taken away, but uh, Pocono, like Kyle Busch, is like sec third on that list or whatever. Like these guys can win here. We talked about it last week. The Toyotas were going to be good. They were good. Would they have won this race still? Potentially, yes. But we don't know because they did cheat. They did. So we don't know. So you can't say, you know, like, why just go strap a rocket on somebody, let them win. And then be like, well, he crossed the line first. Like that doesn't make any sense. No, you cheated. Like the rules were this, you didn't follow the rules. So your race doesn't count. That's how it works. That's why the TV screen even says unofficial results as they cross the line, because yes, that's how they cross the line, but that's not official because part of the process is you have to go through tech. It's this a team sport. Yes, Denny Hamlin didn't climb under there and put tape under there. But <laughs> Denny Hamlin's team did. If his team had a bad pit stop, that would have cost him too. If the tire fell off, that was a team problem. Not Denny Hamlin didn't put the tire on, but his team cost him. It's a team sport. Like that's just how it works. And I, I don't really get the argument on the other side. Now, you know, if your book paid out both of them, props to them. That's probably the right thing to do because. It is a tough it is a tough situation. Like I'm definitely not saying that it's not. And maybe I would feel differently if I was on the Denny Hamlin side of things a little, you know? I might be slightly biased, but still if you're cheating and you get busted for it and they it's not official, then 
But that's that's where we should. I mean, that's probably just a, a lot of education on the bookmakers' part. You know, it, you just at a football game once a gun sounds, that's it. Like you right. know that there's nothing else that happens afterwards. There's no, you know, maybe there's a yard taken away from but somebody. But even crazier is was they appealed it. Yeah. And then either it got reinstated, the Hamlin one, or Hamlin still failed, and then Kyle Bush won. Can you imagine that? Oh my God. They reinstated Kyle Bush's car, but not Hamlin's, and then you <laughs> third winner in the race. Oh my God. So, <laughs> and but there you go too. They didn't appeal it. They had the opportunity to appeal it. They didn't which, appeal it, which kind of makes me say which screams. And they they released a statement that said. Oh, this minor detail was missed when they put the wrap on, blah, blah, blah. I mean, missed. public relations department put out a statement. That's what you're supposed to do. That's fine, whatever. But not appealing it. You put the tape there. You hoped it would make it through. It didn't. Yep. And then another thing, too, is so the tape was hidden underneath the car wrap. So they, they used to paint the cars with the sponsor. They don't do that anymore. It's an actual like wrap, like a vinyl decal that's put on the car. And so why well, didn't NASCAR catch it before the race? It was underneath of the wrap, underneath of the car. NASCAR's not going to rip everybody's wrap off and screw it all up. You know, we're going to tape it back on there and have a messed up M&M on the front of the car. Like, so no. So they do pull the wrap off and, and that's how it works. And then, yeah, I mean, if you go down the whole rabbit hole with the, uh, with the conspiracy theorists, they don't look as closely on the third, fourth, fifth place cars, you know? So who knows? I mean, it could have been the other Gibbs cars could have had that too. We're not going to know because by the time those two cars failed tech, everybody else's cars are loaded and gone. I mean, by the time Elliot found out he won, he was in the air with no cell phone reception. He lands in Dawsonville with his dad and, oh, shit, I won the race, which. <laughs> Although, and, did you see, did you see, though, the, his his interview? Uh, I don't know if it was Pop And actually, I agree with him. Like, yeah. I, you know, he's like, I didn't win the race. I wasn't the first person to cross the line. I finished third. It doesn't feel good. Like he's not popping champagne. I want it. Like, no. And I, and I get that. Like you want to beat him on the track, of course. So I think he's definitely totally right in saying that, mm -hmm. but he gets the win. He gets the points. He's not going to give it back. I mean, <laughs> he did say Hamlin can keep the trophy if he wants. And then I don't know if you saw Hamlin. Did tweeted, you see that? I, yeah. He, <laughs> he had the trophy sitting on his kitchen table and the bottle of champagne that the winner gets. Yep. He said something about uh, live, live eBay. eBay auction or something. <laughs> yep. Although but, that, uh, that he needs he needs video skills he needs some uh, video editing skills because you heard his wife give him the the signal to start it and then he yeah. said okay at the end as if to end yeah. it Hamlin okay, buddy that's it it's done yeah, yeah you, you can, just gotta all you do is like drag the little thing over and cut it it's not come on brother come on, man. That, that's, <laughs> that's video editing one hundred one exactly exactly <laughs> I but I okay so in all of this I do love that Hamlin did have a sense of humor about it like because that is kind of funny uh, right? no absolutely take yeah, a nice little jab at your Yourself. And like uh, somebody pointed this out, uh, Andrew pointed it out to me. He goes, they should uh, like he should auction it off now and like donate it to Chase Elliott's favorite charity. Or I think Elliott has a foundation or whatever. Like that would be a super cool story to go with this, you know, just to just to play it all through. Like, I mean, nobody. And that's the thing. Like, nobody wants this to happen. Like, even though I don't like Denny Hamlin, I've been on record saying that. And I am a Chase Elliott fan and I bet on him. I don't want him to win this way either. I want him to win it on the track. Everybody wants him to win on the track. We don't want this situation. We don't want to see this happen five times a year or anything like that. Hopefully it doesn't happen for another 60 years, but there is a time and a place where things have to be stopped and have to be 
and a statement has to be made, and NASCAR has made that, and all the other teams should take notice. Okay, they're not fucking around. Do not mess with this new body. Like they they are super serious about it. So it you know not ideal for anyone or anything. It's exciting storyline for sure. It gives us something to talk about, but nobody wants to see it, and nobody's rooting for that either. No. So and then you know we'll we'll talk a little bit about what happened and and the collateral damage of of all of the last few laps in our recap. But look. This really does kind of shake up the the landscape of the playoffs as we head in because now, like you said, Chase has got pretty much a firm lock on on what's going on for the playoffs, and so there's a lot of drivers now as we come to the final uh, stages of, of this this regular season that are going to need to push. So as we keep that in mind from the betting aspect, and like I said, we'll talk about some of these drivers coming up in in the second stage, but like there's a lot of these guys that are really going to have their foot on the pedal the whole time. I don't know that anybody's going to try to cheat nearly as bad as <laughs> as the Gibbs cars in front, but uh, there, there'll still be a lot of edge pushing. So maybe this means NASCAR is going to be a little more hypervigilant when it comes to the next few races coming into the playoffs because this is it. This is crunch time for them. So you may see a little more stretching of the acceptable limits of, of what you can put out there on the track. And if so... I mean, how many times are we going to start to see these tech exp- uh, inspections that that are going to go wrong? You know, it's just it's a matter of uh, of of trying to get there and trying to, to push the limits, like Hamlin and Gibbs uh, and Gibbs. Well, Gibbs, yeah, but Hamlin and Bush did, yeah. And they were the class of the field, man. They were the two cars that looked the best all day long. Obviously, Kyle it just Busch. sucks that you don't know if they their cars were just that good or if that gave them that much of an advantage. I mean, I saw there was a guy, I'll share it on Twitter, so you, you can find it on my Twitter after you listen to this, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Um, but he gave like a whole diagram, like broke it down of like how this, I mean, it like affects the airflow, like Yes, it's a little piece of tape and it doesn't sound like it's that big of a thing, but like it seriously affects the airflow on these cars and can be a super huge advantage. So that might have been why they were so good. They might have had just good cars anyways. Maybe the tape didn't affect anything. We don't know for sure. And NASCAR, they probably won't tell us, but they'll find out more because they took the pound those cars, put them on the NASCAR hall or take them back to the research and development center. They're going to run more tests, see exactly what advantage was gained what advantage wasn't gained and all of that. They don't generally release that to the public. I don't think they like to put that kind of stuff out there for the other teams too, probably. But uh, so we probably won't find out, but they're going to know what, what type of advantage there was, but it does. I mean, as, as a fan of the sport, you're almost robbed of, you know, and you watch the whole race and then the results kind of didn't matter because I mean, they do, but they don't, you know, and it just, it definitely, it's not a, not a good look. It's, it's kind of a black eye and, but again, you know, it's something that needed to be done and, and a statement's been made because uh, when you haven't done something for 62 years and you do it, that's, uh, <laughs> that's quite the statement. <laughs> that's how it is. Although I feel like we also kind of got robbed, though, of that moment at the end. Look, and as a girl dad, as a fellow girl, hashtag girl dad, how cool was it to watch Denny's daughter come running out on the track? Even though they were, everybody was booing her dad, she still, uh, you know, was out there and, and full of emotion that her dad actually crossed the finish line first got in the car the correct way and, and took a little bit of a victory lap with her dad. Like, 
I mean, as as a dad, that was like, okay, I'm good. I'm no, right. yeah, same here. I mean, I, I have a little girl that's that's around her age, and yeah, same emotions, man. That was as much as I do not like Denny Hamlin, race car driver. Although I like him as team owner, uh, but seeing him be a dad like that, and in that moment, like such a cool special moment to share with her. She got the checkered flag. She has to take that home. Yes, he didn't win the race technically, but that's something they'll still get a share forever. And as she gets older, they probably joke about it. You know, oh, oh yeah. remember that time I got to ride in your car after you cheated and you <laughs> lost, you know? I mean, it, it would probably become a whole big thing. So still a super cool moment to share for her and for him. So that was really good to see. That's it, There's, you know, these families, and, and she was crying. And, you know, there's been a lot of games made and stuff. Like, she knew they cheated. That, that's kind of funny, I guess. But, but you know, I mean, you have to look at it from her perspective, like, and she saw those wrecks those guys were in and, mm -hmm. and his driver got hurt the day before in one of those wrecks and wasn't able to race. Like, so, so from her point of view, and that's what my wife kept saying. She's like, she's probably scared as shit. Like every time he gets in that car, she probably hates it. And like, she probably does because it's a dangerous sport still. And, and so, yeah, but it was, it was great to see the dad moment and all of that from, from them. I concur. I really do. Um, all right, look at, we could probably fill another full 45 minutes worth of this stuff. Uh, let's get to the bets. We could continue to talk about this through the bets because this whole thing set off a chain of events. Affects of all of the bets. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll continue to touch on this as uh, we go through one, the bets. One other note, though, before we move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one other uh, winner dis disallowed and changed the results of the race. I don't want to look past this. I know he said 1960, but August 4th, 2006, Ricky Bobby and Jean Girard <laughs> were both disqualified, and Cal Naughton Jr. wins the race at Talladega. So, Talladega Nights, you know, one of the best movies ever, one of the greatest racing movies. You can't disqualify that. So, really, it wasn't 1960 the last time. And that was first and second were disqualified in that situation as well. So, shout out to Cal Naughton Jr. and the old spice car for winning at Talladega. The magic man. Now you see me? Now you don't. How did I overlook that? I'm about to tell my daughter that. She was so confused. Uh, I absolutely love it. All right, we're going to come back for stage. Nothing can top that. We're going to have to go out of stage one just like that because, yeah, we're done. Stage two coming up. We'll break down of our bets. But before we do, as always, let's tell you about WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet's bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you like betting baseball, you got to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the perfect place to bet. The MLB. And if you want to bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st, do that. You know why? Because you're going to get entered into the ultimate fantasy football experience. It is at the Encore Beach Club. It includes a two-night stay at the Wynn Resort for you and your entire league. You got time. Throw so many more entries than you probably should at this because it is allowed and encouraged. So much to choose from and all you got to do is head to Sports Gambling podcast.com slash winbet that's sports gambling podcast.com slash w-i-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bets today offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state replay through winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 
Make sure you get on down to our new Discord server. It is the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. All you got to do to do that is go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. There were so many fun conversations and continue to be fun conversations going on in the NASCAR channel there. If you are a former Slack member and haven't made the switch yet, head over there. We've got so much going on and you can level up and have Coach Leach tell you congratulations, you're leveling up uh again uh oh and we're gonna have to give away a hat here pretty soon next episode we're giving away an sgpn nascar gambling podcast hat cody's got it he'll put it up on the nascar gambling podcast it looks slick somebody's gonna walk away with that why because we gave it away in the discord channel this week we're gonna do it again in a couple of weeks so keep your eyes on that discord channel for special giveaways go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord that hat cody looks pretty slick huh dude that is the nicest hat i've ever had i might be slightly biased but even <laughs> still it is dude it's set do such great quality and like the stitching on it is so nice it's got that helmet logo on it the sgpn it's absolutely i'm a big hat guy i wear a hat almost non-stop so i, I love it it's it's my new full-time hat You'll see me in nothing else, probably. Beautiful. Well, like I said, so we did say we were going to get away in this episode, but we'll give it away in the betting episode. We'll give it away toward the beginning of the betting episode uh, because uh, in all of this madness, <laughs> I honestly forgot that we gave away the hat. I was so keyed in on what was going on on the race that I forgot to set in a special draw for the hat. So forgive me, guys. I think you can understand why this one got caught in the mix, but we'll give it away in the betting episode. And you got to listen for more winners anyways, so might as well get your hat then. <laughs> I don't want to disqualify the winner for cheating. So, yeah, that's that's all there is to it. We did have one late entry, so I didn't put him in there. That would have been definitely yeah, cheating. Close enough, but uh, I'll get it next time. Uh, all right, well, look, there was actual racing that went on this weekend, believe it or not, and it wasn't just the cup guys and the cup cheaters that were racing. It was actually all three series that were going on, trucks, Xfinity Series and Cup cars started out with a truck race uh, for 60 laps. Boy, this one seemed to go so quick, Cody. I was I was actually driving on my way to uh, San Jose, and I fit this whole race in in the time it took me to drive from from my place to San Jose. Uh, I was listening to it on on Sirius XM and, and having a good time listening to the truck race. But this was a crazy race uh, in and of itself, man. Chandler Smith absolutely running away with this. 49 laps the guy led of this race. Almost wasn't challenged the entire time, to be honest with you. It was almost a going away type of a situation. But Chandler Smith walking away with the win on this one, and and yeah, it just wasn't even close. Yeah, no, I that came out of left field. I did not see or expect that at all. He absolutely dominated. I mean, lean of 49 of, of uh, 60 laps, that's, you know, <laughs> that's domination at its finest, so... Yeah, it, it, and it went so quick, man. It was like, whoa, stage one's over already. Oh, stage two's over, and then it was like, man, it's the end of the race already. So yeah, quick race. It was a, it was a good one though. It was exciting, and yeah, I mean, 
props to Smith. He he just ran away with it. I wonder if they were trying the tape thing in that, <laughs> that other Toyota KBM truck there. Huh? It's KBM. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's it was a Toyota. Yeah, the time of this race was an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, but I mean, it was it was close at the very end. I will say that uh, Ryan Priest really did give it a good run. Uh, Chandler just held him off. It was a point two six two second margin of victory, so literally a fraction of a second. And that was probably the closest that anybody had gotten all day to actually challenging Ryan Priest. Was there in the final? Um, going over some of the bets that we made, uh, you had Zane Smith as a top five. Poor Zane Smith, man, did not uh, just yeah. He didn't have it today. He really didn't. He didn't. It, you know, it was looking good to start the weekend. He got he went out and won the pole. Like okay, here he goes again. You know, he had like four or five top twos in a row. He was looking great, and yeah, he looked fast in uh, in qualifying, and then just fell off of it right away. I mean, he fell to sixth in stage one. He was eighth in stage two, and then yeah, he ended up finishing the race in thirteenth. So he just. He did not have he did not have what it took and what we expected to see from him. So definitely a big big miss on that one. Yeah, and there weren't a lot of cautions to bunch the field back up again. I mean, there were the stage breaks, and then there was like two other ones on top of that. Where what was it lap two? I, oh, that's right, because it, it immediately started out, and there was all a caution on the first lap. So yeah, uh, that's how yeah, it looked like he was giving one of those races. Yeah. Like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, but then it but, didn't. Uh, yeah, and then there was there. I think there was one late one, and that kind of bunched him a little. But but Smith quickly got back out into it and i was hoping for one more so maybe host of our would have that chance to get up there and sneak it out but didn't happen yeah well and i had uh i had freezing as a top five same thing i mean look he was a he was a decent enough truck he started in fourth place but he just couldn't keep it in fact he finished right behind zane smith in 14th just didn't have the truck to keep up with the leaders uh in this race and and really a couple of uh, pit strategy calls too for freezing kind of cost him as well just just not a good day overall for my favorite canadian uh for a top five finish so unfortunately that didn't, that didn't work out for you uh you had austin hill to win the race austin hill finished sixth, not bad but he didn't lead and he was just sort of another one of those trucks that was there right i mean he was running yeah, well, up front. he started 31st so he, he kind of got behind the eight ball early that's that's a long way to have to come through the field in a short race at a track that's tougher to pass at i mean Pocono, not an easy track to pass at. You got to get your passes in on those. I mean, those restarts are amazing. They fan five, six wide, and you got passing and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. But, uh, yeah, he, he worked his way up there, got to six. Maybe if we'd had a couple late cautions, he, he could have made something of it. But uh, wasn't wasn't his day. No, no. And nor was it John Hunter Nemechek's day. He needed some tape. Um, he finished third. Again, wasn't a car that, ne or wasn't a truck that was necessarily fighting for the lead. He was just there in the top five, kind of hanging around, and and didn't didn't do a whole lot of of what we were hoping out of um, John Hunter Nemechek this race. And yeah, I mean, it was frustrating. I, I definitely expected a better day out of him, but he'll take a, a third place finish. And we've always said, Cody, that take these winners. Right and find decent value on like a top three or a top five. Fin if we t if we say somebody is an outright winner, it's probably not bad to hedge on a top five or a, at least a top ten on these guys because a lot of times they find their way to the front. And you know that happened with John Hunter. It, it could have happened with Zane Smith had he had a better truck. But yeah, I mean it's it's never bad to hedge a, a couple of times as well. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, all right, 
So that was the truck race. Again, it was so fast. Like it literally just happened. There were there were Chandler Smith going around in circles and and literally just running away with it. It wasn't it wasn't an exciting exciting race to be honest with you, but it was definitely a fun race to 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 keep an eye on. Uh, so let's move over to the Xfinity race because that had a little more action for us. Uh, you let's see. So Noah Gragson, this was we we we'll just blow the lead right now. Um, you had Noah Gragson. I had Ty Gibbs to win this race. Noah Gragson finishes first. Ty Gibbs what finishes a, second. What a race at the end, too. Those yeah. guys. And props to both of them for keeping it clean. Mm-hmm. Again, I mean, that's the second time we've seen Ty Gibbs race clean at the end for a win. He got it uh, against Larson a couple weeks ago. He didn't get it this time. But uh, props to him. You know, Maybe he's learned a little from, from earlier in the season where he was getting into guys and causing a lot of trouble. He seemed to have calmed down for sure. But... Yeah, they put on a hell of a race to the end there. I mean, it, it could have gone either way. They could have took each other out, and we could have both lost our bets. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Noah Gregson, it was just a value thing, man. He's too good. He's in too good of a car. At 9-1, to one, the odds just didn't match up to to the talent and to the car, and it paid off this week. So, uh, yeah, I was super happy to get that one on Saturday. It's good good way to start your weekend when, when you're hit one in the lower series before before the cup guys even get out there. Yeah, I know it's true, and that's that's why on you guys can't see this because we haven't switched to video yet. But on my nameplate here uh, for for Streamyard, I've got Goose because I will forever be Cody's Goose. Right? That no Noah Gragson finished first. My guy finished. I'm the real, and that's fine, man. Everybody's got to have a good reel to get through it. You shoot down those fighters. I'll continue to uh, you know eject when we need to eject. <laughs> Hey, teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. I log, I logged in and, and joined, joined the stream to join Rod here. And he's got it. Just says Goose, and then he's got the the uh, Top Gun playing in the background. So it was that was a pretty pretty hilarious way to start. That was before we recorded, but uh, that was funny. Got to keep it fresh. Got to keep it fresh. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's start with the uh, with the bets that we had. You had Josevar to win, obviously. Uh, oh wait, actually, you had Josevar to win the Truck Series, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. That didn't work. I had Ben Rhodes as the long shot to win. That didn't work either. Sorry. Uh I'm just glossing over bets here. We're <laughs> There's a little, lot we got a lot to go into the show, all right? A little bit wild yeah, on a Monday night, huh? I mean, but I think both of those were decent too for their values. Host of ours ten to one. He ended up finishing fifth. We'd had a late caution there again. And I think he would have had a chance at it. So, yeah. and Ben Rhodes was just another one that didn't have the truck to keep up with the leaders. It was just frustrating. Yep. But, but um, at his odds again for the type of truck he has, the talent he has, not a bad boat. Yeah, no. Uh, and it almost looked for a second that it was. Gonna, I heard his name twice on the on the broadcast. I was like, <laughs> oh yay! So, uh, all right, let's start with the Xfinity bets. You had Riley Herps over Daniel Hemrick. This one, Cody, all day long, man. These guys were like neck and neck, literally like right in front of each other, right behind each other. It was it was rolling so close. Uh, unfortunately, that one didn't cash as Hemrick finished ninth, but Herps finished twelfth. Yeah, well, and Herps was leading with thirty three laps to go. They had kind of had a pit strategy. He got up there, they had a restart, and then he kind of got got up in the shit and got loose and fell back, but. Hemrick, exactly what I thought, would not be that good on the day. He finished ninth in stage one, ninth in stage two, and he finished the race in ninth. Like, he did not move the entire race. Herps was beating him a majority of the day. Uh, I mean, they even brought it up on the broadcast. He's having the best season he's had. And I was like, yes, that's right. He's going to beat beat her. Uh, yeah, beat Hemrick. And uh, not so much. He finished slightly behind him. But, you know, it was a, it was a plus money. 
I was looking to get some value there, and we made up for it in the winter. So yeah, it happens. Now, but I mean, it was again, it was a, it was a call. It's funny because when we pick these things and we watch them play out, the analysis is always there. If you just simply pay attention to what's going on, you can see the thought process and the analysis going on, and and where we come up with these because literally this stuff happens, and it's. I mean, when we miss, we don't miss by much. To be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is like, yeah, if you look at the final result, you lost the bet. Okay. And that sucks. Obviously, you're trying to win the bet. But if you look at it, it was plus 170. So you're getting a decent, that's pretty good value. A lot of these head to heads are, are minus 105, minus 135, minus 170. You're getting plus 170. You're already getting value there. He only finished three spots behind him. And if you look at the entire race, he was running ahead of him for a lot of it. And he was in the lead with 33 laps to go. That's pretty good. Again, got caught up in it it happens still only finished three spots behind him so at plus 170 that's probably where he should have finished anyways if that's the head-to-head thing so again yeah the, the analysis and and the thought process it was there and you could see it play out and that always makes you feel good even if you don't cash it and it sucks not to cash it of course but like you know you were on the right track you had the right thought we'll get i'm just gonna jump to it sheldon creed i gave him out 50 to one to win this race he finished in fifth place like 50 to one and he finished in fifth like yes he didn't win the race but dude was in the mix towards the end he was in the lead at one point and 50 to one and he finishes fifth like he should not have finished fifth according to his odds so it makes you feel good about you didn't hit it this time but we've hit 40 to one already we hit 25 to one already like you're gonna hit it and if you're getting the right long shot guys you're gonna hit them eventually and we've it's played out throughout the season because we have hit them Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this is why we do this recap show is because we want to take time to make you better. I mean, if this is your first time listening to a recap show, this is why we do this. We want you to be better. We want you to be a better, better. We want you to be able to figure out how to do these things. You may not need us eventually, which is fine. You can listen to us for fun. Uh, but this is what we're trying to do for you. We're trying to help you out. Um, and, and it helps us going forward too, to like, to look back, walk through it. When we get to the cup series, I told you in the Slack channel or in the discord, my bad. <laughs> in the discord channel to to slap me in the face for making one of the bets i made because what the hell was i thinking and i'm gonna say that when we get to it but so you know sometimes it's just like dude what the fuck were you thinking but in situations like this you walk through it and you really you were on the right track it just didn't pan out at the end and that happens sometimes but but the track was right the process was right everything that went into it i would make the bet again given the same information just I, like I would place that bet again just like this next bet the Justin Allgaier top three bet. Dude comes out on the pole, leads 22 laps, finishes in seventh. Just just a gut-wrenching end of, I mean, he looked so good all race long. And it looked to me like he was going to be able to, to do something. He led the first 22 laps, and then that was all he led. But he, he was still a top 10 car, or yeah, car. I was almost going to say truck. He was still a top 10 car all day long, and he was getting there. He's inching there. He was inching there into the top five, and then that was about where he plateaued. And then, of course, at the end, he finished seventh. So, I, I mean, look, I loved what Allgaier brought to the process. Like I said, I, he started first, which means he was the fastest car in qualifying, uh, and, and it, he led 22 laps. He was the fastest car for the first 22 laps. But pit strategies and everything else just sort of threw that by the wayside. Seventh place finish, not too far out of the top three, but uh, not quite in there for us. Yeah, and actually, I so I write an article on Xfinity for the Garage Guys, and I wrote him up this week 
and I hit on him last week when I wrote him up and I even wrote in the article, I didn't want to take him again, but I couldn't not take him based on everything that was there. And it played out the whole race. He's dominating. He looked good. And, and again, the thought process was exactly right. You look back at all the previous oval races, he's been the best car again, best car, best equipment. One of the better drivers an experienced guy knows what he's doing. Been here a hundred times. Like again, it was all there and it was right. It just didn't pan out at the end, but again, on the right track. Yes, sir. Uh, all right. You had Cole Custer over Josh Berry. This one, this one never was Did Cole close. Custer even race? Was, <laughs> was he in that race? I don't think they mentioned him one time. No, no, they didn't. Man, what the heck? <laughs> he finished. See, Polly, Polly in the, in the discord, he's all, you know, oh, you guys got to hate on Custer. And then he gets to the Xfinity part and he's like, oh, some love for Custer. That's what happens when I give some love to Custer. He sucks. Put him um, back in an Xfinity car. He's not. That's uh Hey, by the, for the record, Gene Haas was at the racetrack this past weekend. Oh. Gene Haas does not go to races ever. Well, there you Kyle go. Kyle Busch trying to get a ride. Gene Haas, 200, worth $250 million. Hmm. Can pay for anybody he wants. Hmm. Kyle Busch in that 41 or that 10. Wouldn't that be something? See it happen. Uh, all right, so Cole Custer finishes 10th. Uh, and then, let's see, who? Oh, Josh Berry finished third. Wow, yeah. what a day for Junior Motorsports. Led nine laps yep. did why, Josh Berry. Why, why am I betting against junior motorsports cars? Come on. Who knows? Everything so. else I put into this. <laughs> this is one of those boneheaded bets. What, what was I thinking here? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You, you, were, you were betting with your heart, not your head at that point. I guess. Um, <laughs> I did have uh, a hit this weekend. I had uh, AJ Allmendinger over Sam Mayer. And uh, yeah, okay, it took Sam Mayer having a horrendous day uh, for, for Allmendinger to fit it. But, you know, here's what's crazy about it. So Mayer, I said, had a horrendous day because he was going from the back to the front, but he still finished in sixth, and he almost got around to finish over A.J. Allmendinger. So I sweated that one out for the whole race. Yeah, I mean, he had trouble right from the very start of the race. I think, well, didn't he have a flat tire on, like, lap two or lap one or something? Yeah. And then another flat tire, and they figured out something in the setup or something was was causing his tires to go flat, and then fights all the way back from all that for a sixth-place finish. So props to him and that team for not giving up. But uh, – yeah, you definitely had to sweat that out a little, but hey, cashed it. So. Ugh, that was a sweaty, we'll sweaty bet. I didn't <laughs> like that one. And that was plus money, too. That was plus 100. So hopefully you tailed that one, made yourself a little bit of money. Um, and then we talked about it. We, we won't have to rehash it, but it was, uh, yeah, Sheldon Creed. All I mean, look, man, race of his life at 50 to 1. Uh, a fantastic call there. Gragson obviously wins at 9 to 1. But Ty Gibbs, hot on his tail, very much could have won that race as well. It was only a .281 second uh, margin of victory. And, and just like you said, at the end there, man, Ty just, he was there. He just couldn't make the final pass. He didn't want to dump him. It was just respectful racing through and through. So I think Ty might be making some friends and, got, you know, may have gotten him the ride. Uh, I mean, it probably would have anyways, but maybe maybe the way he raced. I think he's kind of guaranteed a ride. Yeah, well, I know that. Something about that golden spoon or something. <laughs> but <laughs> So, yeah. So, it was Ty Gibbs, Carson, or uh, uh, Noah Gragson crossing the line um, in second and in first in that Xfinity race. All right, let's talk about the main event. And that was, of course, the Cup Series race there, uh, which we all know, like we just said, came down to about the, uh, the, <laughs> the third place car crossing the finish line first. Uh, but we did see Kyle Busch just absolutely crush everybody all day long. He was the car that was out in front most of the race. He was the car that 
almost nobody could beat. 61 la- or 63 laps rather of the 160 Kyle Busch led. Uh, Denny Hamlin led 21. Kyle Larson led 18. Ross Chastain led 16. Christopher Bell led 14. Your winner, Chase Elliott. How many laps did he lead there, Cody? He led zero <laughs> laps and won the race. I'm pretty sure that's never been done before. Oh, man. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, you, you figure even what happened before the race, Ross Chastain go to the back uh, for unapproved adjustment. William Byron going back. Justin Haley, Eric Jones, Ty Gibbs, of course, doing what he did because he had to go back. But a lot of a lot of pre-race shenanigans happening even before the post-race. Yeah, and I just want to touch on, on Ross Chastain. He was like 15 to 1 before the race started or something. And I was kicking myself during the race like – We've not bet him. We've we were talking about him all at the beginning of the season. We hit him forty to one at Coda. Like we were talking about him. We we're talking about him. Bet him all the time. So much value. He's one of the better cars. All this. And I'm like, God, why did we not get on that? I and think- then it happens with Hamlin. And I go, Duh. That's why we didn't get on it because this could happen at any point in time. We didn't think it'd be this week. We thought it'd be later, but the situation was there. And Again, props to Denny Hamlin. He did that perfectly. He didn't just dump him. He didn't turn right and shove him in the wall. He literally just ran him out of racetrack. And Chastain probably could have checked up and saved it, and he didn't. He just drove it straight into the wall. So, you know, and both those guys in their post-race interviews, I mean, Chastain knew it was coming. He's he's expecting it. And Hamlin was like, what do you want? What did you expect me to do? Yeah, that was and my the, favorite line, too. He was like, well, what did you expect me to do? the craziest twist of fate, Chastain still beats Hamlin. <laughs> That's that's what you call karma. There's so many reactions I wanted to see when this news came out. Like, what did Denny Hamlin's face look like? What did Ross Chastain's face look like? What did Chase Elliott? He was probably just like, oh, I won. Okay, cool. But, like, I want to see Ross Chastain's face when he found out Denny Hamlin, who took him out of the race, basically. Ended up getting disqualified, but uh, well, <laughs> let's let's roll right into the bets where Toyota, you had to finish one, two. They did, and then they didn't. <laughs> Yeah. So again, depending on how things pay out, like, and that's the thing, like maybe if you didn't get paid out on Elliot to win, you got paid out on this one. So you still hit the four to one at least, but yeah, I mean, it was four to one. We talked about it. Toyota was going to be good here. We, we thought that we knew that. Um, I, you know, I'm in like 30 different NASCAR fantasy leagues and they, that's another, that's a whole nother thing. They all have different rules. Some of them count the official results. Some of them count the unofficial. And I played these, I mean, I played, my lineup was very heavy Toyota and Chase Elliott, of course. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, I had Hamlin and Kyle Busch in all my lineups. So it, it was good for me in some places where they let it stand and horrible for me in others where they end up finishing 38th and or whatever it was, 36th. 36th, 37th. yeah, 36th, 37th. Yeah, yeah that's nuts. But, <sighs> but, yeah, so, I mean, so it hit, then it didn't hit. So, again, and that's, you know, just – Something we don't see often. I mean, this is obviously hasn't happened since 1960. So, you know, probably not something we'll have to deal with again. Now, I guess maybe you'll know how how your book that you use is going to handle it. Hopefully, I know Winbet paid out Chase Elliott to win. So, oh, good job, Winbet. Winbet doing the right thing. That's that's why they're our favorite, of course. But, uh, anyways, (laughs) yeah. Well, so look at now instead of Toyota one two, it was Chevy one two three. And we're not going to talk about them, but Tyler Reddick, Daniel Suarez, second and third. What a, what a, and then Christopher Bell, obviously fourth in that Gibbs Toyota. Nobody checked that one. Uh, Kyle Larson, the next Chevy, Michael McDowell, Martin Truex Jr. Michael McDowell, first of all, eighth place, a great run for him. And then it gets upgraded to sixth, even better. 
But to see that to see that team, you know, running good, he was a top Ford in the race too. I mean, yes. all, all these great Ford cars you have, and McDowell on front row motorsports is the guy that finishes the best. Great, great race to them, and props to that team. You know, watch out for him in Daytona. He's done it before. He could sneak into the playoffs. Sure could. Uh, in eighth place, that was formerly in tenth place, was my top five pick, and that was Bubba Wallace. And boy. Bubba Wallace, he actually had the run of his life. He led four laps in this race. Obviously, it was off, you know. Well, and uh, back to a point you made earlier, like of these guys trying different strategies and stuff, like they were on a different strategy. It didn't work out, and they ended up having to switch their strategy and just get, try to beat everybody else. But they were on a different strategy. They were trying some stuff, and that's what we're going to see. There's only a couple races left. There's only a couple spots left in the playoffs. These road courses, when we get to preview in this, there's going to be people trying some weird shit to try and get ahead of everybody else and win these races. Because as we've seen, these can be wild card races too, but sorry, back to your bet. But no, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like Bubba Wallace led lap 127. That was the one lap that he led in the late later part of the races, but you know, he was in the front. And and were it not for he, that, that team's been putting it together. They've they've looked good. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. A couple more spots, right? And then with the disqualifications, he could have been a top five. So, um, Bubba Wallace was not at plus four hundred a bad call for a top five, given the fact that he he kind of finished over that. Um, all right, let's move over to your next bet. You had Joey Logano over Alex Bowman. Boy, Logano, that that, Boy, that guy looked like trash all day he felt and i'm sure he felt like trash all day he didn't have the car at all to beat this this bet did not cash by the way bowman finished 11 uh logano finished 20 but to your point logano just did he felt he jumped he like a rock and, and bowman wasn't even that great like no. he finished 11th and that's after 13th. the disqualifications yeah. <laughs> so 13th before you know and then 11th like his day wasn't even that good anyways i was mostly just going on the fact that they hadn't finished three of the last four races they weren't doing well I still wouldn't say they're doing that well for being a Hendrick car, you know, that's finishing 13th in the race or 11th, wherever you want to score him. But uh, yeah, Joey Logano, 22nd to 20th, very bad day for him. So I did not, I, I mean, looking back, he doesn't have that great of statistics on Pocono, but I didn't expect a performance like that out of him. So just a swing and a miss there. Yeah, well, he didn't look comfortable. I mean, that just really all, all there was to it. He didn't look comfortable at all. Nobody looked comfortable, man, coming out of turn three. This is true. There was a lot of loose up cars. cars all weekend. Yeah, yeah, even before, right? Even in qualifying. Yeah. So Qualifying, practice, everything. It was, yeah, not fun. Uh, all right, so then I had uh, Harvick over Bell, and this was one that we'll touch on, which was a uh, just a bad place for Kevin Harvick to be. He was there. He was above Bell. He was literally fighting for that. Another guy I had in all my fantasy. I lineup. know. Man. You watched it sort of go up in dust as he was a victim of payback. And and again, like you said, it was clean. Like we're not we're not saying it was vindictive, but it just it was Kevin Harvick have, was a have victim. Have you watched that replay? Yes. And watch what Kyle Bush does. <clears throat> yeah, he backed Kyle up. Kyle Bush, he knew it was coming. Oh, Kyle Bush a hundred percent knew it was gonna happen. And the crew chief, Denny Hamlin's crew chief, tipped he was everybody like, off. You pointed that out in the Slack. Yeah. He goes, we got some tricks up our sleeve. Cautions read cautions. He laid all the analogies out there. And then Hamlin just, but Kyle, like, totally just backed out of it, got out of the way. Yeah, Harvick, I mean, you were dead on. This was a good bet. Harvick looked good. Again, not a win car, but another good top finishing car like he always does. Had a great day. Was looking good. Wrong place at the wrong time. Elliot Hall. Oh, 
Elliot barely squeaked through that too. That could have been the end of his day. And then, you know, he wouldn't have been the guy that finished third, that finished first. But uh, yeah, Harvick, man, you were, you again, you were on with this one. Great bet. Bell looked better than we thought he would. Maybe he had tape under the car. We won't know because they didn't inspect that far back. That's but, true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was a good bet and just wrong place, wrong time uh, for yeah. Kevin Harvick. And that sucks for that team. Broke my heart because they battled back too. I mean, they didn't have the best car all day and, and they and really had like did. a bad pit stop at some point. Uh, terrible pit stop. Yeah, like a really bad pit stop. That, and Elliot did too. I think, I think Elliot would have been more competitive if he'd have been able to stay up front. We saw him second place early to Kyle Busch running well. And then he got a really bad pit stop that cost him like eight, 10 spots. He fought his way back up there, but you can really tell a Pocono once you get out in that clean air, it's tough to catch anyone or pass anyone up front. And I think he would have had a better day if, if obviously the guys weren't cheating and then pit crew. I mean, again, the pit crew, it's a team sport. We see it week in and week out where these guys can, can cost you a win or they can give you a win by doing, you know, doing the right thing. And, and getting it done so they're they're integral to the sport and to these teams and, and to these performances yeah it was just rough like i i'll take it uh i i know that kevin harvick had a better car than bell and and that's all there is to it so i'll take that to my grave all right you had chase elliott over kyle larson we all know how that one finished and it would have finished that way even without the the disqualifications because elliott did have a better car now larson had to fight through a lot of stuff in and of himself too and he didn't look like he was going to have a car that was going to finish at the front at certain points in that race, but he fought his way back to a fifth-place finish, seventh place before the disqualification. But, yeah, I mean, Kyle fin started fourth but really had to fight his way through. Led 18 laps, so he actually looked good. At, at yeah, there was a <laughs> uh, the Gindy 500 in the Discord channel, and myself were going back and forth before the before the week. Uh, and we, I would like to give him a shout out. We had a bet on M&Ms. He, he gave me Chase Elliott versus the field and we we're supposed to send the winner uh, M&Ms. And he did DM me after the disqualification, ask for my address to send me M&Ms. I <laughs> just told him to keep the M&Ms and eat them in my honor. But uh, shout out to him being a man of his word. I was going to say, but, check, uh, that, check that mail. You might, you might want to check the M&Ms. But yeah, he, uh, he had said something about Larson and I was like, man, what's Larson done lately? Like, it's Elliot all day. And then Larson's out there leading all those laps. And he's like, what are you saying? And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> Come on, man. You're making me look bad. <laughs> but now it ended up working out. Uh, I mean, Larson again, obviously great driver, great team. These guys are both on the same team. So they're going to have similar cars, but Larson just hasn't been putting it together the way Elliot has again, the, the streaky driver thing that that's five top twos in a row for chase Elliot. I mean, this is Kyle Larson's season last year that we're seeing from Elliot in a harder year to do it because things are more leveled out and he hasn't necessarily dominated every race and won them like Larson did last year. But for him to be up front like he is every week and in the mix and getting the wins and finishing in the top two or top three, if you want to, if you want to make it top three, fine. Top three in the last five races, like it's still, it's been super impressive. And now we go to a road course. My goodness, I cannot wait to bet on him. I'm going to put the 401k on him already. <laughs> a little spoiler alert for the betting show later in the week. But uh, <laughs> what was it? One, but, two, yeah. one, two, one, right now. And then the last few races has been first, second, first, second, first, second. Yeah. Well, and then he finished third. So I think he's due for a first again. So uh, <laughs> third, you mean first? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Third for you, whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right. I had Eric Almarola over Eric Jones. A-I-R. I, boy, let me tell you, Eric Jones, I don't know why. I mean, look, this one's close. It was Eric Jones' ninth. 
Eric Almarola, 13th. So it wasn't like it was that far off. But boy, Eric Jones just put on a clinic. Oh, and Almarola, he's the guy who went down pit road backward and had that backward pit stop, wasn't yep, he? So, like, he, was. he had some issues in the race and he still battled back and had a good finish. I mean, Jones, he kind of messed it up in qualifying, ended up being a chalk DFS play and, and turned it out turned out to be pretty good and again that's why even during our dfs preview show we say make sure you pay attention to where these guys start and stuff and we talked about that in the discord channel somebody brought it up right away jones gonna be chalking and you know sometimes that that chalk is good chalk to eat you want to it worked out i beat everybody this week by the way just uh toot my own horn a little but uh, (laughs) i had a good dfs week which was which was nice and thankfully (laughs) thankfully the dfs results on uh on the, the main place, don't uh, don't change after uh, the, the results of the race change. <laughs> Thank goodness. So I was glad to see that. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move to the winners. Obviously, we know the big story, Chase Elliott does win. Although you had Truex, and Truex was not that far what, off what, either. Why would you let me bet on a retired driver, Rod? What is I'm, This is your fault. You're supposed to be my goose, and you're letting me bet on fucking Martin Truex Jr.? But he what the hell seventh. was I thinking? He finished I don't seventh, understand, Cody. and I almost didn't pick Elliot because of him. That's what? that's true, actually. That's, that's what true. I said. Like I was going back. I could not choose between them, so I picked both. What was I thinking? I didn't even think Martin Truex Jr. was in the race. <laughs> Hey, he I, led two they laps. Did, they did not mention his name one time. He, and he was two in the wall call. What's up with Gibbs? Which they're trying to throw everybody off. Illegal tape. They're switching up the looks. Of everybody's car every week. <laughs> Sponsors we don't see on these cars normally are switching it up. Like what the hell is going on? Uh, but uh, man, I won't what? let you do it that, again. That I won't. was just horrible analysis. If I ever tell you to bet on Martin Truex, send me the doctor or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me, but uh, that was a horrible bet on my part. <laughs> Luckily, I kept Elliott in there and, and cashed that to to wipe that out. Then, of course, we had Brad Keselowski, 66 to 1. Again, I didn't think he was going to win the race. We thought maybe we would see something crazy at the end. And, and rain almost became a factor in this race. Things could have been much different. We saw the storms coming. They ended up waiting until after the race, and, and it did not affect the race, but it easily could have. And Keselowski was up there kind of in the mix. He, he had a decent day, ended up finishing 14th after the adjusted results so not the greatest finish but again at 66 to 1 it was worth a sprinkle for a long shot so i don't i don't feel bad about that one just uh, the martin truex man i'm glad elliot bailed me out of that because what an idiot no i would never call you an idiot because you've you realized your mistake and hedged very quickly and i wouldn't even call chase elliot a hedge you literally just made the right choice in the face of a bad one so uh all right i had kyle bush to win the whole thing and obviously, we know how that one ended up because... For like two seconds, you might have been right there. They disqualified Denny Hamlin. Now Kyle Busch is the winner, right? And yeah. then not so fast. No. the course, I would say. Damn class of the field. I, I picked cheaters. I'm sorry. My bad. And, uh, again, it sucks because we don't know if it was because of the tape. But he looked good all day. I mean, again, your analysis looks spot on. Like, he was the best car out there. He qualified good. He started, I think he was second. started second to Hamlin. I mean, he was up there. He was looking good. He killed on restarts. Like, the, literally, yeah. restarts. He was a DFS. I mean, he was the best play in DFS. You gave mm-hmm. him out as your top play for DFS. You were spot on there. Again, I played him, <laughs> thanks to your advice. And, and, it, and it paid well for me. But, uh, yeah, it just. But that's the thing about it, too. It, in dirty air, though, he really was bad. Like, is in, in the, toward the end of the race, well, maybe it was the tape. Anybody. I mean, yeah, but he got, he got pushed back a couple times and kept fighting his way back through the field. Like. 
as hard as it was to pass, there was still guys that were able to do it. And Elliot was one of those. And so was, was Bush. So again, I I think you had the right analysis. You were on the right track. He cheated. So he doesn't count. (laughs) You were close. Uh, I love it. I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, All right. I think we've hashed out these uh, to death now and and we've pretty much given everything we can. Uh, We look ahead though, to hopefully a cheat free race in Indianapolis uh, one more, one oh, more thing before we before we get ahead. I want to just met Ty Gibbs, obviously oh. Kurt Busch. So if you missed this, Kurt Busch spun in qualifying in the final round, backed into the wall, ended up with having concussion like symptoms, was not allowed to race by NASCAR. Which shout out to NASCAR. Like Ricky Rudd at one point literally taped his eyes open to drive a race, which that's super manly and whatever like oh what a you know he was going to be out there no matter what yes but no because your health is more important and nascar looks at those types of things now they don't let these guys drive if if they can't we've seen it with guys like casey kane had issues dale and her jr had a lot of issues with concussions these guys have have talked about how hard of hits these new new cars have it's something that needs to be looked at so shout out to nascar for not allowing him to race he gets the waiver, the medical waiver. He's still in the playoffs as long as he doesn't get bumped out with the with winners. So hopefully that doesn't happen for his sake. But but Ty Gibbs, we got to see him start. Um, he he drove a great race. He had never sat in a next gen car prior to that day. No practice, no runs in qualifying. A backup car, so it hadn't even been been run at all or anything. Just thrown out there, kept it clean. Ended up with a decent finish on the day. Props to him. I thought it was – he. I think he was wearing Denny Hamlin's uniform, McDonald's uniform. So if you notice in his post-race interview where it says NASCAR Cup Series underneath it said champion because <laughs> Denny – oh, no. So <laughs> Did I really just do that? Denny Hamlin's not a fucking champion because no. he's a loser. No. Ah! Oh, wow. He must have been wearing Kurt Busch's uniform because it said champion, and Denny Hamlin is not a champion, which <laughs> makes me happy every time I think about that. Anyways, that's a great wow. I just I don't know how I just caught that myself. Anyways, I thought it was very foreshadowing because he's wearing a uniform that says NASCAR Cup Series champion. Obviously, he was not a champion. Obviously, he didn't have a McDonald's uniform laying around. He just wore the one that was there. But future champion, I think for sure. This, I mean, this is gonna be one of those days they're gonna look back on this and be like, this was the first time he made a start. He's gonna have a great story career. I mean. Yes, the silver spoon thing and all that. His grandfather's Joe Gibbs. He's got all these advantages, but this kid is fucking talented. He is the next coming. He's going to be, he's the next Jeff Gordon, Chase Elliott, whatever upcoming Jimmy Johnson. Like, yes, he's not those guys yet. He's going to have to prove it in the Cup Series when he gets out there. He's going to have learning time. It's, it's going to take him time. He's not going to jump in and just win his first race, obviously, but. I think it's a momentous day in NASCAR and a day that's going to be looked back on, especially on such short notice too. Like literally 11 o'clock at night, they said, Hey, he cannot race tomorrow. You're in. He jumps on the simulator at his house and John Hunter Nemechek was already at the track. So he was on standby to get in. If Gibbs couldn't make it there, they had to get him flown in there, get in the race car, all this stuff. It's not fitted for his seat, everything, but just a, a day that will be looked back on because He's going to be a great driver in the Cup Series, and uh, and and so I think I think it's worth noting that obviously that he made his first start. No, and again, I somebody had asked uh, uh, what a realistic expectation for Gibbs's day would be, and I said, look, if he if he finishes on the lead lap, I'll be completely impressed. And he overperformed on that and finished 
well above what I thought he was going to do. And not just because I don't think he's a good driver, but I mean, that's, that's a tough situation to put anybody in, like drop you in a, in an unfamiliar situation with a car that doesn't fit you, a suit that doesn't fit you, just literally plop you in a car and say, go out and drive up with these yeah, guys. A, that have a done team this you've never worked with. And then they took, they actually took and put together. I don't remember exactly, but they swapped some of the crew guys onto Bubba's car because obviously Bubba's running to for a championship and for for points and all that. They wanted him to have all the best crew members, so you're kind of leaving him with a team that doesn't work together a bunch. That's not the lesser good guys and all that, like all that stuff. He put it all together, had a great day. I tossed out, sprinkle a little on him at thirty to one, just because it had been a fun story. That kid's so good, you never know. He won his first Xfinity Series start, which I was on at like forty to one or something, which was a great day, but. uh you know, you have to throw a little little sprinkle on that just for, for the storyline. But, uh, yeah, a great day. Ends up finishing 16th after the adjusted results. But, uh, yeah, a super, super solid day for, for a kid getting thrown in a situation. He's only 19 years old, too. And he doesn't he doesn't have a ton of Xfinity Series or truck. He does not raced in the truck series. He's got, like, 37 Xfinity Series starts, eight of which he's won, which is incredible in itself. He's not even run a full season, like – to get thrown in a car like that, such short notice, no practice, nothing, all just a great story. He's going to be a kid to watch going forward. We obviously already know about that, so I just want to throw that out there. Not nah, and good call. And of course, next season when he does get his ride up there, uh, expect to hear his name quite a bit uh, on our shows as we just break maybe it down. Be in that eighteen car, you never know. <laughs> If it's got a bunch of tape on it, maybe we'll see. <laughs> uh, all right, stage three, let's look ahead to Indy. But before we do, let's talk about IP Vanish because did you know that browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISPs, all sort of other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's literally that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on your speeds, so your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you got to do, tap one button, you're instantly protected. You won't even know that it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. Use the promotional code SGP. Claim your 70% off savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. I get it. I get it. Gas is expensive. Bread is expensive. Your kids are expensive. I know that we've all been in a situation where our lives are, we're just a little tight on cash. And maybe you can only afford to put that few gallons of gas in your tank. Or you can only buy your kid that one specific toy that you could buy them and, and leave all the rest of them on the shelf. I get it. I know I've been there. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, you're struggling to make ends meet. It's literally super stressful unless you're cashing all of Cody's bets. But, uh, when unexpected pressure and expenses come up, don't worry. 
Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. And of course, hindsight is always 20, but you can't change the past. But what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask them to borrow a little bit of that cash. Well, you can with Dave. It is the banking app that helps you get $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank. Maybe you buy a wedding gift. Maybe you can catch up on some bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out with any hangups. No interest, no credit check, and millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees applies. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Future you will also thank you for listening again to this show and for being able to put bets down on outright winners and matchup winners and all kinds of fun stuff uh, that, you know, you can help future you as Dave and us as well. Uh, Dave, Cody, and Rod, think of us as, you know, your, 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 your tripod, if you will. Uh, Cody, that was a rough transition, but why not just move over to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway where we hit another road course in the NASCAR uh, schedule. Here we go. More road courses. We got two before the playoffs start. I think it's this one in Watkins Glen is the other one. So, uh, yeah, this is second year of running this road course. Mm-hmm. Last year was an absolute freaking disaster, and that is the understatement of the year. It was. Just too. total chaos. There was a turtle thing that was jumped and tore up cars, and guys went flying, and then <laughs> Chase Briscoe was ruled out of bounds on the last lap and then wrecked Denny Hamlin and cost him the win. And it was all great. <laughs> yeah, no, this was, so this is the Verizon 200 at the Brickyard. Again, it is the road configuration of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. They stopped running the oval a while back in, in just lieu of a, of a second or second, a, a millionth road race on the season. But, uh, you know, again, this is this is something that did not come without its hiccups in that first year, as Cody alluded to. There was turn six. There was a curb on, turb, on turn six that was giving drivers problems all day long, caused absolutely chaos uh, as there was like a nine or a ten car uh, dust up on lap 79 that took out a majority of the field uh, and then another majority of the field on lap 90 uh, with the three car, the seven car, the eight car, the 19, the 34, the 41, the 48, all in that lap 90 wreck. And yeah, there was just a ton of nonsense that happened there. Your winner ended up being A.J. Allmendinger. Uh, Ryan Blaney came in second, Kyle Larson in third, Chase Elliott in fourth, Matt Benedetto in fifth. So amongst all the chaos, <laughs> the road ringer once again brought it home. Yeah, exactly. And then you got Elliott and Larson up there in the top four. So, you know, arguably you're, well, not arguably, your top two road course racers finishing in the top four, a road ringer, and then the hometown guy in Chase Briscoe. Or no, was it? He did. He didn't get second, did he? No, he had he no, second? no, because he ended up getting. Uh, yeah, he, got, uh, disqualified. Yeah, he, he got disqualified basically. So he got parked because of the fact that he was yeah. he was running illegally all the That's way around right. it. But either way, yeah. yeah, you still ended up with the with the same the same guys you'd kind of expect up there. But uh, yeah, this dude, we're in for a loaded weekend of racing. You got the truck series across the street at IRP Indianapolis Raceway Park, which is an outstanding track that's super fun. 
an oval track. And then on the Indy road course of IndyCar is racing with NASCAR this weekend. So you got IndyCar, you got Xfinity, and you got Cup all on on the the Grand Prix road course, as they call it. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> again, last year a total mess. I'm sure they've obviously learned and adjusted this year. I would not expect to see the same thing. New car, of course, so you never know what we'll see. But, uh, and we've, you know, so three races, this year, three road course races this year. And we've seen three first time Cup Series winners. Yep. And so, we may be in for another possible. one. Anything can happen. Uh, I t- we talked about this in the, the Slack or the Discord channel uh, a little bit this week as we were kind of looking forward a little bit. Uh, Toyotas have been absolutely horribly horrendous on road courses this year. All three races, they have just flat out sucked. So my betting strategy for the most part going into the week is going to be Chase Elliott and then fading Toyota. Uh, so any head-to-heads I can find with them is probably going to be a majority of, of the stuff I put out there. I just I have no belief in them on road courses. I think they said we're not going to worry about road courses, even though there's six on the schedule. So you'd think you'd want to. Plus, I believe two of them are in the playoff. Or one, no, one is in the playoffs, the, the Charlotte Roval, I think it is. So you think you'd want to put a little focus there, but I guess not. But I believe they've totally punted on that. So that's going to be my biggest thing going into the weekend is is fading that. And uh, just a little while we're while we're live recording this, uh, some odds did just come out. So Chase Elliott plus four fifty is the favorite. Kyle Larson plus six fifty, and then it's a massive drop off. Tyler Reddick at plus twelve hundred, then Cindric at plus fourteen hundred um briscoe at 16 bell at 18 oh i'm reading this funny they got it sideways okay sorry it's not so much of a drop off only at a plus 450 then it's chastain and larson at 650 suarez at 11 plus 1100 then it's tyler reddick uh 1200 martin truex then he got cindric blaney briscoe bush bell hamlin is almond dinger i wonder if they just don't have any odds up for him yet that'd be incredible i mean he's already he he won the last race i mean to your your point though too cody he's not even on here so they must just not have added him yet i guess because he should be in this i believe he's running all the road courses here and he won here last year so well i don't see odds for him yet but just a little a little preview obviously we'll get into all the bets on the next episode and stuff but uh that's kind of yeah. Kind of the, the first look at those. These odds literally just dropped. So nice. See, you're getting this live. But to your point, though, Bubba Wallace was the first Toyota in this race. 13th place last year. Like it, there was 12 cars in front of him and he was the first Toyota. In now, this granted, race. Denny Hamlin did look good and, and was probably should have won that race towards the end. Although that was after some of the chaos already had ensued. I don't remember where he was running before that. I don't think he necessarily was in the lead, but uh, but yeah, which was just as a Denny Hamlin hater, that's very noted, obviously, but, uh, that was amazing to see. I was cheering so hard as Briscoe is no longer in the race, but is still racing him for the win. And he just dumps him and costs him everything. It was such a great moment. I became a Briscoe fan immediately. Well, that he was, so he was leading from lap 75 Hamlin to 93. And then that caution at, at lap 94, it basically gave AJ Allmendinger the last couple of laps to lead it, and that was yep. it. So, yep, that was the win. So, yeah, I mean, again, it, when we look at this road course, this is a very young, young road course still. So, 
even we have very little to work on other than last season. And of course now with this next gen car. Yeah. With the new car, I, I, I don't know that I'm going to put any weight into last season, especially after all the chaos. I mean, you kind of just have to throw that out. Plus the new car. We've seen things that have been totally different. I mean, Martin Truex Jr. was the best road course racer in the series until Chase Elliott kind of took that over. Now you don't even talk about him at road courses. Like it used to be Truex was a favorite and Elliott, and then it was the rest of the field. Like Truex not even mentioned anymore. And for good reason, he's not shown any reason to be mentioned. But uh, yeah, so I, I think it's obviously, and again, we've got three first time winners so far this year. And we talked about it a little bit earlier. Like, it's time to throw your darts at the board. Like, if you can take some wild strategy, if you can do do anything you can to try and put yourself out front and and snag a win here, you're gonna do it. So, long shots are important every week, as we've seen multiple times, especially this year. But but they're gonna be even more important to really dig into it and look at it this week and see who could really make something happen to get themselves out front. And once they're out there, you know, be able to hold everyone off or or do whatever they need to do to to hold on for the win. Get your tape ready. We've got a lot of racing to do before the playoffs and then even into it. So, uh, again, a stop at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the road course awaits us. We will break all that down for you tomorrow, as we always do in the betting episode. Then, of course, we'll come right back with a DFS episode because we're trying to just line your pockets, man. That's all we're doing. And, in fact, that's what we're doing this season. This show may be new but we are lining your pockets, ladies and gentlemen. Continue to listen to Maverick. Continue to fire down on those MIGs. And uh, I forever will be your goose. Cody, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, got some fun stuff in the works coming up here soon. So definitely, definitely follow us and, and keep up with that. I'll have a Xfinity article out for the Garage Guys later this week. F1 is headed to Hungary, I believe, mm-hmm. for the Hungarian Grand Prix. So I'll have a breakdown of that. Went to... I think I didn't sweep it, but I, I hit quite a few, most of the bets I had in that one article last week. So definitely it was a positive day. So that, that was fun again, as always. Um, but yeah, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. You can follow the show on Twitter at NASCAR gambling, tweet out a lot of fun stuff there and, and all that as well. If you love money, you love Cody. That is for sure. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. You can find uh, all of my work on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com website and, of course, all of my write-ups at the Sportsbook Review. Ladies and gentlemen, again, we will be back with you tomorrow for the betting episode where we'll give you all of our favorite bets. Hey, we've got odds, so we can actually get down on this early and uh, get the episode out to you as quickly as humanly possible. But again... Thanks for listening. If you like us, go ahead and leave a review on the uh, old Apple podcast or Spotify or wherever you listen to this. Download the app, the SGPN app. Find this show as well. So much fun. Got a couple of announcements to make. We'll give away that hat tomorrow too. Don't worry about it. Uh, For those of you out there that entered, we may do a lot of more fun stuff like that on the Discord and and a couple of more fun episode ideas coming up along the pipe too. So anyways... (sighs) What a crazy weekend to unwrap and to, and to wrap up. And we're hopefully in for another one this coming week in Indianapolis. So until next time, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>